Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for guitar dads by guitar dads. This week, who's crying now? GNR is releasing something huge, but is it just an illusion? And we collect our souls as our Whatever Happened To segment returns. It's a world that we know this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Brownstone, Matt and Dave. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. (laughs) I'm Dave, and welcome to the pod, everybody. Mr. Episode 81. Mrs. Brownstone. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. I haven't used that one for a little I'm gonna while. I thought let I'd pull it that shine. one out of the attic. I'm going to yeah. let it shine. Well, we, you know, we're talking, we're talking, you know, we're talking GNR 2 tonight, too, so I thought, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Don't jump the gun. Anyway, hello, yeah. everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Yes, it's good to, it's good to be back. As we are each and every single week, thank you listeners for uh, joining us. And uh, just a quick shout out to uh, to our, our followers on Instagram. And if you're not on Instagram, come check us out on Instagram check at Guitar out. Dads Podcast. Check us out. You can out. find us in our yeah. Check us out. You can find us in our, our private Facebook group as well. It's uh, growing. The mighty are growing over there it at is. Guitar Dads Podcast as well. And uh, no questions asked. As we say every week, just come join us. Come join you know? us. And uh, yeah, once in a while on YouTube and, and the Twitterverse as well. And uh, anyway, if you missed last week's episode, stop what you're doing. Go listen to it because we had a great interview with a with an up-and-coming country star, uh, Taylor Hughes, out of Nashville. And uh, we had a great time talking to her last week. So definitely check out that podcast. And um, yeah, you got any other announcements? Um. No, that was a great podcast last week with Taylor. Definitely go check her out. It was a lot of fun. We talked a lot about kind of the Nashville music songwriting scene yep. and what it's like being an independent country artist these days. Really a lot of interesting stuff. Great stuff from Taylor. She's just, she's awesome. Um, just a great, just, you know, great artist and great personality. So definitely go and check that episode out if you haven't listened. And um, and give Taylor a shout on her socials and stuff, too. She's great. So re- yeah, I really love out. having these different artists on the podcast. It's really fun to hear, like, what's going on today. Like, hear it right from the source. Like, what's going on in today's music world, right? Like, how's it going? And it's really, it's really great to hear these things. And you heard it here on the Guitar Dads podcast, so... You heard it here first. Yeah, it was it was a good chat. So go yeah, go so definitely go check, check it out. out. So that was great. And, so and also, yeah, if you if you're uh, if you're tooling around on Spotify and Apple and wherever you're getting us, please uh, just go scroll down, give us a review. You know, uh, yes, hit the hit the subscribe button, whatever the button is that you need to like make sure that you find us each and every single week and you get notifications that we've released something, which is pretty much every Sunday evening. But yep, um, you know, hit the notification bell anyway or whatever it happens to be on the platform you're using. And um, also leave us a review. That really helps us out. But yeah. thank you. Thank you. So, Dave, what yeah. do we think? Are we getting into the Dataverse today? Let's get into the news Dataverse, news and notes. The Guitar uh, Dataverse. This was an interesting week. Okay, so we had yeah. a couple big things happen this week. Um, mm. The, uh, the 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 uh, what do you want to call it? The little... Uh, little tedious argument going on in the uh, journey world continues. I know. This um, is so funny. <laughs> this is like, okay. This is I so mean, ridiculous. 
just when you thought there might be like a, a, a kind of like you know the mending of friendships and everything a few like what was it last year that neil sean kicked out ross valerie and uh who did he also kick out because they were they were trying to like you know steve smith uh, steve smith the drummer steve smith, yeah, yeah they were that's right steve smith uh, and they were because they were trying to get a little bit more control and yeah and now and now we have uh neil sean uh is getting sued well journey the, the the entire band getting sued by steve perry you know everybody knows who steve perry is the original, original singer great singer of journey one of the greatest um, singers ever yes yeah because uh and so he's uh he's basically so he's saying that um uh that they tried to register about 20 trademarks to use on upcoming merchandise you 20 trademarks on uh 20 so, of their tracks so i read this that they their actually most famous I, I read that they actually already registered this and they've been selling merch for a little for a little while with with trade. They went and they trademark like the Journey album covers, yep. um, like um, the song names and stuff like yep. that, so they could use it on merch. Yep. And apparently, and they been, never they been, never bothered asking Steve. They never bothered asking Steve, but apparently, Steve has been benefiting from this. So, of course, he has because you know he still owns you know his share of Journey, whatever that is. I don't know how it works, but. Um, and now he's suing Neil Sean and the gang saying like, wait a minute, I never approved that you could use these trademarks. And it's like, I don't know what the game is. Cause it's like, well, you're already, you've been getting your share of the money for all these trademarks. So it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. I'm, I'm sure it's legal stuff that we don't quite understand, but it's kind of an interesting thing. And then Neil Sean, like on his Instagram went off the deep end and put this whole diatribe about the whole story about how they tried to vote him out of the, the band and all this stuff and all this legal stuff that was happening. And, and, and then he's, and then, and Neil Sean basically says on his Instagram, this is all just ridiculous because, you know, we went through the proper channels to do this. So it's really kind of an interesting thing. So who the heck knows? And this comes on the, the heels of supposedly Steve Perry and Neil Sean, you know, starting to starting to to talk to each other again. They and, were. They yeah. had started to kind of mend the relationship. Yeah. And, it wasn't, and that was yeah. that was bringing up rumors of, well, you know, are they going to write together yes. again? But that was not really on the table, according to what they had said. But, yes. You know, of course, of course, that that's where this might have gone. And yeah. now, of course, I mean, this. Do you think that Journey is probably one of the most like? I I don't know what kind of word you want to use here because I think some of these <laughs> some of these fights that this band has gotten into over the years has been some of them have been completely ridiculous over stupid stuff and then there's been some big stuff well, too. I mean, it's uh, it's I just think they have so much baggage. They do. They there's do. so much drama. There's so drama's much drama. Prob- drama is probably the best word, right? There's so much drama and baggage. Um, the likes of which probably are only rivaled by by GNR, which you know they kind of buried yeah. the hatchet on that. Oh, they um, totally buried you know, the hatchet. It, and and so so this thing with Steve Perry and Sean, like it's really it's like an ongoing rivalry that they had, and and this is a team that made some of the greatest music ever, and it's it's yep. really sad to see. You know, this is why I'm pissed off about Journey. Because I think it's great that they're going out and they're still celebrating that music that they made with the with the other with the other uh, singer who sounds exactly like Steve Perry, who's almost like it's like if they could have carbon copied Steve Perry, they would get this guy right. So, I love him. I'm so, sorry, I love him. No, no, Arnell no, no. He's, he's good, but he's Arnell not, Pineda is amazing. He's good, but he doesn't have any original sound to his voice. It's the Steve Perry sound from the '80s, right? So, so well, he's got yeah. No, you're right. But I mean, I think that, he's they got basically a bit went his own thing. They went it. and tried to find a clone of Steve Perry, and they found a pretty good one, right? So that that that's like my problem with it. It's like okay, that's great. Like when when um 
when uh, Adam Lambert was asked to join Queen as a lead singer, he wasn't a clone of uh, Freddie Mercury. Right. No, and neither was uh, Sammy Hagar. And, so and bands neither can was go Hag- on, neither was Hagar. Right. And bands can go in different yeah, directions. So, and, I don't and think that, it, that's what you know, I think they is can both be successful. That's what I think is bogus about the whole journey thing. Um, and it's just really sad that these guys can't, you know, work it out and reunite original journey. Yes, Steve Perry's not gonna be able to sing like he used to sing, but um, you know, it would be cool to see. And it's really sad that it's it's kind of it's going that way. So anyway. Yeah, I I've heard interviews lately with Neil, and I've I've I, you know I follow him all over socials. I I get I I've been getting the feeling over the last couple couple of years or so that he's just taken on a different type of persona. Now maybe this has always been him, but yeah, he seems to be coming off a lot more like you know righteous and uh you know pious and this whole oh, thing. Oh, totally. And, and, yeah, I think that's true. You know, yeah. and, and I don't know if he ever was like that back in the day. Who knows? But. Um, he just, it, I, it really kind of turns me off a little bit because yep, I, I feel like, you know, I, I just, I just want to listen to the music. I want to enjoy it. I do. I do like Arnel Pineda. I think he's got an incredible voice. Yeah. He's great. Uh, he's I great. do. I do like some of the new stuff they put out, but at the same time, like, you know, Neil, Hey, th- this is, you know, let, sometimes you gotta just let bygones be bygones. If you, if you know, Steve's Steve Perry's been out for a very long time. You guys have moved on. You you've still been successful. Uh, I don't know what this is all about. Yeah, I know. I, it's like this is ridiculous stuff. So anyway, well, we hope they can work it out. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of working out, <laughs> speaking of a band who did work it out, yeah. GNR. Now this this when I saw this, I started licking my chops. Oh, this is really cool. So, if you're a GNR, this fan. is so yeah. cool. If you're a GNR fan or a rock fan of the '80s and '90s at all. And you remember the Use Your Illusion albums? I mean, who doesn't know those albums, right? Yeah. But they are releasing this massive box set. I mean, of un- so it's the it's it's basically so it's the two albums, right? Use Your Illusion one and two, and they're going to be releasing you know uh, previously unreleased songs and a bunch live, of live stuff. stuff. There's going to be a bunch of live. There's going to be a live Blu-ray in there. There's going to be all sorts of like goodies. Blu-ray. The box. Who still has a Blu-ray? Who still has a blue? I know I read that. I'm like, that's I even not, I well actually that's I still ridiculous. have a blue. I still have a Blu-ray. You do? I don't use it, but I still have one. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's weird. But anyway. Well, the kids, the kids. But this use is gonna sometimes. but this yeah. is gonna be really cool. And there's a lot of unreleased previously unreleased stuff that's gonna come out on this. And it's yes. and it's really it's really awesome. G GNR is just rolling, right? Hefty price tag. Oh yeah, what is it? Hefty FD price tag. Get ready to roll out the uh, roll out the uh, red carpet in your checkbook. Five hundred bucks for the whole thing. For the whole thing. Oh, interesting. So that's not bad. What you're to, getting, I actually think it's a good value. Are you going to be able to get the the whole thing? Can you just be able to like get the whole thing on Apple Music? Uh, I that I did not read. I think it's being released as a whole set because they when in, in, when they were with physical. Okay, I, there's going to be there's going to be various. Uh, okay. Types of releases. Because so when I'm they assuming this, okay, yeah. Because when they released the the appetite kind of remaster um, a few years back, they um, they did an event. It took a while for it to come out on Apple Music, but I remember I like actually bought the physical CD set because I was like, oh, I really want to to hear this and have this. And then like a couple of years later, not even maybe like a year later, it showed up on Apple Music. So now I only listen to it on Apple Music. 
And it's like, I don't yeah. even, I literally don't even own a CD player anymore. So that's a problem. Um, Which is funny because I own a bunch of CDs and I no longer have a CD player. Yeah. I used to have one in my in old, your car. old car. That's right. That's and I, right. and I still, and I, and I hold to this day that it is one of the best ways to listen to music because you don't have all that stupid compression. It just sounds better. We talked I like about, it. And I'm Dave, we talked about, I, we've this. talked about it before. What, yep. No, and I'm going gonna, out and I am buying another CD. Player. Well, this is what's going to happen. You know how like all the super hi-fi guys are into vinyl right now? It's going to come yeah. around and they're eventually going to get into CDs. That's exactly right. <laughs> CDs are coming back, baby. You should hold on to them. CDs are coming back. That's they're going to be like, oh yeah, like if I try to dance like with my wife or something, it, it skips. So, um, <laughs> so you know, maybe I just it's going to skip. Maybe I go to the CD. You know, yeah, you, yeah, do yeah. you remember back in the day when when um, you couldn't use a CD player in a car because it would skip? You remember that? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had like the little portable units that used to be connected to like a little cassette. The tape deck. And if you yeah. Had the old tape, but yeah. it would always when you Throw went over the tape deck when and you went over a bump. every time you went over a bump, it was like forget about it, skip, this start is, over. This is how old we yeah. are, guys. There, there you go. This is it. This, this is, is this, yeah. Life. This is just admitting our age. But here. yeah, if you um, didn't have a portable CD player in your old like Toyota Camry. And you put it, and you put it in the tape deck. <laughs> but this begs another question because, like I said, I I do want to get a CD player, but I don't know what to get that's going to give me the 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 sound quality that I'm looking for to be able to connect to this type of like you know uh, audio yeah. options that I have in my home. Because if I'm going to be like, if it's going to be some kind of a Bluetooth thing, I'm going to lose some of the quality, right? I'm assuming. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Because it's not going to be physically connected. Bluetooth I guess I could connect it to my good. sound bar. You, you're starting to sound like a hi-fi guy, Dave. You've been, you're going to have to, you know, before you know it, you're going to like call See? me up one day and I'm gonna, and it's gonna, you're going to have like a $30,000 hi-fi system in your house. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> But anyway, but so I don't know. I'll go see what they have out there. Yeah, see, see what's going on. But anyway, I think it's really exciting. This the GNR is rolling with this Use Your Illusion box set. It's exciting, exciting news. So good stuff. Yeah, I'm 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 psyched about it. I yeah. really am. When I saw that, I, like I said, I was licking my chops. I can't it's wait to get my great. hands on this thing. Um. So what else we got in the news? Uh, what's not great is uh, did you hear this thing with Adam Levine? <laughs> And some some texting he's oh, been doing on the like, side. This is ridiculous. I mean, this is like this is ridiculous. This shouldn't even be on our list, but I think it's funny. So it it's got to be on our list because it's funny. Because <laughs> it's exactly. so dumb. Yeah, yeah. It's so. So what dumb. did he do? What's going on here, Dave? So he was kind of so some some screenshots have been you know leaked of whatever you want to call it of him like texting some some girl. He I'm sure he texts a bunch of chicks all the time, but he's married. <laughs> it's Adam you Levine. Know. It's Adam Levine, of course, and and he made some comment like, uh, "This is why I put it on our on the on our news because his comment was, uh, no hot chicks listen to metal, right?'" <laughs> Which we know is not true. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. It's definitely not yeah. true. It's definitely not true. But like, it's like, uh, see- it's opened up this whole like Pandora's box, and you know now he's being accused of cheating on his wife and this whole thing, which you is know, probably I, I, true. I mean, geez. which is probably true. We're not here to talk about that. We're just yeah. here to talk about yes, hot chicks do listen to metal. He's, I know, like what, they, like Adam Levine. Do you even listen to metal? Like I've listened to your music. Like, come on, man. You know what? What bugs me with Adam Levine is like he is such an incredible musician, singer. You know. But oh yeah, he's great. I, he really just, is really talented. I, I just don't like. I haven't liked any Maroon Five in the last like ten years. Yeah, I mean, songs about Jane. That first album is really. Oh, that's an incredible. It, album. It's it's one. Really it's good. a great album. 
it really is. And then you're right, like it turned into a pop thing. I mean, you could argue that was pretty poppy, but it, it had this kind of like rock slash well, that was, funk. That was very poppy. It had, but yeah. but but songs about Jane had this rock slash funk kind of kind of Motowny feel to it. And and like the stuff since then is like straight up pop and stuff. You know, it's not you know, it's it's not anything near that level that they were doing when they were like an up and coming band and and wrote that album. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, they have some catchy stuff that comes out still, but it's like, eh, it's all like electronic produced stuff, you know. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they did have that great Super Bowl halftime performance a number of years back, a few years back. Yeah, right? well, I mean, I remember. I think I think it was pretty. I don't know if it was great. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was pretty. It was. Uh, it was all right. It, it was I cool digress. because they were playing guitars and Adam was playing a cool gem. Um. The uh, the Steve Vai gem. Yeah, there was some cool stuff happening guitar wise on that. So anyway, but yeah, no, Adam, anyway. you're wrong. Of course, of course, women um, like to listen to metal. I mean, look at there's so many women that love to listen to metal. Come on, there's so many women in metal. There's so many anyway, women in metal. We put... talk about them all the time on this podcast. So there you go. That's right. We could name all you right, like four bands with women in them that are kicking ass that you could call metal. So anyway, that's right. Anyway. All right, well, let's let's put that to bed. Let's hope that for uh, Adam Levine's marriage sake that he's not putting anything else in bed that he shouldn't. Be. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway. You know how these guys are. I mean, he's probably got 20 side chicks. Come on. I'm sure. I'm sure. Come on. Come on, man. So anyway. Hey, guess what? Guess what? We're bringing back a segment tonight that you guys, uh, you, list, yes. you the listener, ha- you guys have enjoyed this. So we thought we'd bring it back and uh, we hope to do more of these. Uh, but it is our Whatever Happened To. And tonight's featured artist is Collective Soul. Ooh, wow. Man, that was like a. That was <laughs> I didn't like know you were going to toss I didn't know you were going to toss it to me. Do you guys remember <laughs> Collective Soul? They had a couple, they had a string of hits in the, in the later 90s. They had some mega hits. Later 90s, early 2000s. So I, I'll give you a little rendition. So, String of hits, dude. Their second album went triple. Oh, flat. did it? Oh, there you go. So, yeah. Shine is probably their biggest hit. I'm gonna let it. Let it I'm gonna let it. Baby, let your light shine down. Remember that song? Whoa. Yeah. And then they had. But the um, album that everybody knows, their second, their self-titled second album, yeah. which had like you know, December, the world that I, know, the world I know, the world where, I where the river know. flows. Those songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, they they were great, and they're still. Well, we'll get to it, but anyway, yeah, go ahead. But anyway, that's the band. If you remember them, yes, they had a string of hits. Those songs came out. Actually, I was saying, yeah, you're right. It's mid to late mid nineties. I think was the first album. Is Early nineties, right? like the first. I think yeah. the first album came out because they formed in ninety two. Okay, and I believe their first album came out in ninety three. Okay. And then um, ninety five is when uh, their their self uh, their their self titled uh, second album came out. And that's the one. And that was the big one. That's what really propelled them. And that into was the triple stardom. triple platinum yeah. one. Yeah. So that one triple yeah. platinum. So then what happened after that? So here we go. What happened after that? So where did these guys go? Well, anyway, we saw them back in 2004. That's true. And we actually, in, sadly enough, enjoyed the opening band better than Collective oh, yeah. Souls. The opening band was. Do you remember? Um, um, Silvertide. Silvertide, who was in- With Nick Perry on guitar. guitar player, Nick Perry. Who is a killer guitarist. He's now- If you have not listened to Nick Perry, I mean, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Go, so, go listen to him. So he's now a solo artist where he sings and plays yep. guitar and he has an album out and go check out Nick Perry. He's awesome. Anyway- Go check out Silvertime. Uh, no, no, no. They're they're long gone. But yeah, go go. No, I know. But go go, oh, yeah. go, go listen, listen to, to some Silvertime. They I had mean, one. That, that is, they had one album they, out. They were incredible. 
incredible. It was, it was yeah. it's a really good album. I totally agree. You know, I would like to get Nick on this show. I really want to ask him about what, that band. I would love the, to know so much stuff. We got to get Nick on this show. We got to tag. We got to get Nick Perry on Nick, the show. Let's tag him and get him on the Nick, show. Nick, you're tagged. You're coming on the show, please. Nick, we want to ask you about your own solo stuff first and foremost because we love you. We think you're great, but we also really want to do a deep dive into this whole Silver Time yeah, thing because like, we was so we good. absolutely loved you guys. I mean, these they were crazy good. Um. Yes, I agree. So anyway, so so, <laughs> so that's true. I we did we did again. see this incredible band. We were introduced to Nick Perry um, when we saw Collective Soul and Collective Soul. I mean they they they're they're still going, but but let, let's go back and talk about it. So they had their their they had their first album that came out that did pretty well, right? And then they really yep. got this mainstream success with the second album, right? Tri- triple platinum. Yep. 76 week run on the billboard 200 um um december where the river flows a world i know which is a great song um and they went out on tour but then they, they went um, out on but tour then, with van halen so they were like on top of yeah, the world really they really yeah, were yeah, yeah. um and then so so then so then after that like after that whole album cycle was done it sounds like they never saw that success ever again they never did, yeah. and then in um, I think uh, the early two thousands, they had a, a their first lineup change. I think it's, essentially it's the original lineup minus the original drummer. I no, want to okay, say. so that's not a huge lineup change. You want to check that one on me? You got Wiki up yeah, there. Yeah, I do. Uh, I think it's the original drummer is the uh, the only uh, the only non original member right now, but. You know, uh, it, I think they're they're original otherwise. But yeah, that was their first lineup change, and you're right; they never really. You know, they never really had that same success with anything else that they put out there. Now they were they were still putting out some really great music, and and I I enjoyed it. But you know, that doesn't matter to anybody. It didn't really have the same you know cachet that their their previous stuff did. And then they kind of they've been putting yes. out music ever since, and they've kind of just fallen off the mainstream map. If you want to put yeah. it that way. Well, it's really interesting. It's it's, it's so funny. Like back in those days. And I think this is still the case now. If if not, it's even more cutthroat um, in the in music business. It sounded it sounds like you know reading this story. It sounds like what happened is they had these couple of good albums. Looks like the third album actually did eventually hit platinum, but it just wasn't what they expected after such a mega hit. And um, and then they kind of took a little bit of time off to write some more music and. Um, they came up with another album and that just didn't do well at all as well as they expected. And Atlantic dropped them. Atlantic records. Yeah, dropped Oh yeah. Them. Yep. So it's like, wow, you know? Um, and I just want to make a correction. Their lead guitarist is also not an original member. Oh, he okay. So in 2014. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just reading this. They, uh, they did have some, they did actually have some mainstream hits from their uh, f- fifth album which came out in the early 2000s which might have been I mean dude they were putting out yeah. they were putting out some really good stuff I just don't think it was it wasn't really and this is starting and around this time this was starting to to kind of come into the age of you know where you were getting a lot more of your music on satellite radio and starting to stream right because we're starting to talk like you know early 2000 uh, you know 2010 and, and beyond that so they, I don't think they were seeing the same kind of success for whatever reason Yep um, they they launched an independent label um, after they left Atlantic. I mean, it's unclear whether whether Atlantic Records actually dropped them, 
But um, it sounded like that was the end of their contract. They weren't performing like yep. they were, you know, they weren't really bringing it like they used to. And then Atlantic dropped them and they started their own independent label, which looks like they've been kind of doing their own thing independently ever since They've still since been then. doing their own thing. But let me ask you, do you think... Do you think that the advent of streaming and the and the death of the of the concept of a label kind of killed this band? Do you think they if if we could go back no. and put them in a time machine and well, really? Because I don't know. The it, the time frame kind of coincides if you think about it. it. It definitely coincides with with Napster, but it's not it's way before streaming really took hold uh and heavy, but it did it did you know, they they well, long yeah. before streaming became long before streaming was what it is today. However, I mean, if you think about when they kind of started to to really drop off, you know, because they were they were still putting out music in the in the in the late two thousands and you know yeah. early no 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 you're right like tens you're right. and teens that I remember li- hearing and listening to. No, I, look, I, um, look, the, the, there was it's just like every other band. There was an, there was an era for this type of music. Um, the era came and went. Um, musical taste change, people move on. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's like the age old story. That's what happened here. You know, they did lose their lead guitarist, which is a big loss, right? That's a big loss. Um, so, you know, and it looks like they've been soldiering on ever since. Um, there's a lot going on. I know like, and they're a band that I think still tours and still does like medium sized rooms and they and do. does pretty well. Like, I know they play at the casino ballroom where we saw Joe Bonamassa. I know they come around there. I think they do like house of blues type of venues that they do. I, I think, I think I actually, they're still booked on festival gigs. Oh, on festival gigs. I think I I've saw seen them booked on festival. Did gigs. I see yeah. Dave that they did like a multi bill, multi band bill that went around doing like shed tour like i think there was like collective soul and like yes Jim there was some kind of and, something like that yeah yes. like jim blossoms yes. another it was band. like last year yeah. maybe it was pre-pandemic i can't yeah. remember but you're absolutely right there was some kind of a um a big bill like that with with that kind of era of music yeah um, yeah and yeah they were doing bigger they were doing bigger bigger rooms yeah 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 but they just released an album in in uh, a couple months or last month in august oh they did so, oh okay yeah well definitely i I'll definitely have to check We're that out. Go check it out. So this, but th- this is what's kind of cool, right? Is these bands, especially in the internet age, it's kind of easier for them to maintain connection with their fans, and um, you know, still release music, still go out there and right. tour and bring people because they're able to maintain that connection. Whereas before, some of these bands were just faded away completely. Like you know, it seems like these guys are still doing this and still making a living at it. Um, so it's kind of cool, right? Which has made it, yeah. which which makes which makes what bands like, um, you know, the icons of the world, like the Stones and Aerosmith, and uh, we just talked about the Stadium Tour, Def Leppard, and and um, and Motley Crue, they are still bringing in new fans. It's true, even though some of these some of these bands have not released any new music in a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, But they're still bringing in new fans, and and the reason I bring that up is because it's amazing to me that some of these other bands, like Collective Souls, and other bands we've we've done we featured on this segment they haven't been able to do it and they've been releasing new music and they haven't been able to bring in that 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 massive following like they used to yeah have. yeah well th- th- this is i think you're right but this is what's interesting so the the album they released in 2020 on, on august like you said august 22 um they released this past august it, it debuted at number one rock album position on itunes wow like that's pretty impressive that's pretty you know? impressive so so these guys are still, you know, kind of hanging in and hanging tough. 
So Dang, t- yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty. It's, maybe they'll do a tour with the new kids. Yeah, on the maybe block. they'll do that. Maybe they will. Um, Dang and tough. Dang and tough. Yeah. Um, anyway. A- anyway. Right. Anyways. Yeah, it's re- it's really interesting. <laughs> it's really it's you know that these guys are hanging in there and still remain able able to maintain this. Oh, look. So I'm just as I'm still scanning the wiki as we're reading. In 2018, the band joined Three Doors Down. To co-headline, oh, another great to one. Co-head- we should do, do three doors down. To co-headline the Rock and Roll Express tour with support from Wait for It, Soul Asylum, and yep. the Gin Blossoms. <laughs> the Gin Blossoms. So this is the Gin Blossoms. Another band we, we should yeah, we're do. We're gonna have and to I know, feature I know them. somebody we could. Have, I know we know a super fan that could come. Oh, on we do. And talk all about all Gin Blossoms. Oh, we do. Oh, I yeah. didn't know we know. Okay, yeah. so we should get somebody on. But yeah. So anyway, this whole era of the kind of alt rock, post grunge alt rock. Is um, interesting. It seems like there's still this kind of pretty decent following out there for Collective Soul. So good for them. I'm gonna let it. Shine. So it, you think it? You think it's the music style that isn't bringing these newer fans in? Because you look at like again, like I said, Motley, Aerosmith, Stones. They have not released new music in such no, a no, long time. Right. Yet during this time frame, they are still bringing in well, brand new fans. We talked 80s, about this a few weeks because ago. the '80s is coming back, right? The eight, there's there's an '80s. Yeah. There's an 80s revival that's been happening for the last, you know, four, five, six years now. And 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 that kind of thing is coming back and and and, and people are really like Turtlenecks, Dickies, yeah, you know, those kinds of stuff. things. So yeah. eventually this will happen with the 90s and maybe Collective Soul will be going out there on their stadium tour. And, you know, who knows? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I can see Collective Soul doing a stadium. <laughs> no, tour, no, no. But but, yeah, but that's the thing. Yeah. Like Motley Crue was, you know, these bands in the '80s were pretty damn iconic, and they've never really stopped playing big arenas and stadiums, right? They might have taken no, they might true. have taken hiatuses, but they never like fell down to this level where it's like, okay, now we have to play these smaller venues. They no, like, you're right. Those they, bands, right. those bands were iconic enough that they never really had to do that. Um, no, they they absolutely did. Yeah. They could sell out a state. They can sell out anything that they want. Yeah, mo- and so, yeah, and they yeah. So that's what I mean. It's kind of amazing when you think of that kind of staying power. And like and like we talk about before on this podcast, it's such a rare thing. You know, you could probably you can name. I mean, I think one day we will do like the your top list of top bands of all time. And one of the criteria we can do is you know, are they able to still go out there and sell out a stadium? You today? can. We'll do it. Let's you do know? it right now. It's five. It's five <laughs> bands. It's Aerosmith, Motley Crue, Def Leppard. Um, well, they're doing I it together. Have, uh, so, uh, the Stone, so to be the Stones so to be fair, and you too, Motley Crue and Def Leppard are doing a stadium tour together. It, the, the, they're doing the it together, but out Def Leppard by themselves. I I can guarantee you that Def Leppard could do it by themselves. Whether the whether Crue could do it, I think they could. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you probably they could. Right. They probably could. Yeah, that's a good point. I wouldn't. Would I enjoy it as much? No, not nowadays. <laughs> but I, I definitely could tell you that Def Leppard's been pushing it and kicking it for years, and they haven't. They have not that's taken true. their foot off that, the pedal. That's true. Def Leppard could definitely yeah. be, no, be doing probably, a stadium tour right. by themselves. I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy yeah, it. They could headline. But Motley it. Yeah. with the way Vince is singing, ugh, I don't think so. But that's those five bands. It's it's Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Aerosmith. This, so Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Aerosmith, The Stones. Um, and what was the other band I just named? And you two, you two. Those are the bands. Those well, are the bands I mean, from back in the day that can I mean, still I guess do. He's a, and Springsteen, he's a, he's a can, solo yeah. artist, but Springsteen, he's a so- You know, Foo Fighters. Um, Foo Fighters you know. could Foo Fighters do a, a solid stadium oh, yeah. tour though? Oh yeah, and sell out. Oh yeah, you think oh, they yeah, could? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Metallica. Yeah, you know they. they Metallica. Oh, sorry. Doing, okay, so six. Metallica, yes, you're right. You know, AC, I knew I forgot. ACDC doesn't really exist as a band anymore, but. 
No, um, they. I mean, they kind of. But if they do. put anybody on stage, they would still sell out of stadium. <laughs> yeah, they they could still go on a stadium tour tomorrow if they really wanted to. Um, you know, and then you get your solo artists. I think that you could argue are you know from back in the day that can still sell. You know, like Billy Joel and Elton John, they sell out stadiums all the time. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, that's those no classic kind of acts like that. I think are um, still big. But you're right. It, it isn't. They're they're dwindling. Bon Jovi, I think we put in that category. Bon Jovi, again, but it, yeah. I don't think you. Could, I don't think. I don't think they could do a stadium tour and sell yeah, it out. I don't think they right. could do yeah, well. They do like they do more arenas than stadiums. Yeah, yep. that's a good point. Um, well, speaking of Metallica, shall we move on to our gear segment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk some gear. We haven't talked gear in a little bit. Let's talk gear. We haven't talked gear in a little so, bit. Shall we? Shall we talk the um, the Kirk Hammett the Greeny? Yeah, so ah. so if you're a guitar dad, you know you know about Greeny, and what Greeny is for those of you for the uninitiated, it's a it's an <laughs> <laughs> it's a rich because we're going to initiate. We'll tell you if you don't know what it is. It's original 1959 Gibson Les Paul Standard, otherwise known as a Burst, and and there's a lot of like lore around this guitar. It was originally owned by Peter Green, um, who was as most people know who Peter Green was, but if you don't, he was the original guitarist original. in Fleetwood Mac when Fleetwood Mac was yes. a blues band before they became the kind of, um, I don't know what you call their kind of brand of rock and roll that they ended up doing with Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham. Um, but it was before Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham joined the band and they were more of a blues band. And Peter Green was a guitarist, and so he owned this. And Peter Green, Peter Green's name is on a, a number of like big songs that you guys all oh, know. Yeah. But you just don't know. You he's know. a legendary guy. He's dead, right? He yeah. died a while back. I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And then Gary Moore, the famous Gary Moore blues guitarist. Uh, I think yep. he's Love he Gary somehow Moore. acquired this over the years, and then supposedly, um, it gets a little bit fuzzy after that. But somehow, Kurt Hammett. Buzzy. Kirk Hammett, <laughs> um, Kirk Hammett acquired it for an undisclosed amount that some people value in the millions of dollars. Um, they think at least, which is no shock. They think at least it's a million dollars uh, that 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 Kirk Hammett paid for this thing. Um, and and so so there's yeah, a lot of like lore around this guitar. Um, it's a real legendary yeah. piece of uh, piece of kit. Oh, and the other thing to mention about Peter Green, um, I, I can't believe I forgot this. He was in Peter. He he was in John Mayall in the Blues Breakers. And who else was in John Mayall in the Blues Breakers? Eric Clapton. Um, Eric. Clapton. That's where the blues. Everybody knows about the Blues Breaker guitar pedal. That's where it comes from. It comes from the guitar sound that Eric Clapton had. And John Mayall and the Blues Breakers. Um, yep, uh, comes from the the Blues Breaker um, Marshall amp that Clapton played on that. Anyway, he he did this thing. He sold it to Gary Moore in the seventies, like I said, um, and then it somehow made its way over to Kirk Hammett. Um, like I said, for an undisclosed amount. So anyway, so so Kurt, this is a celebrated less, but it's probably. You know, one of the most celebrated original 59 Les Pauls ever. Okay. I mean, there's others, you know, there's the Jimmy Page one, the number one Jimmy Page, which I think we've talked about before. If that ever went up for auction, that probably might be the most expensive guitar ever sold. Um, um, But, you know, it's still owned by Jimmy Page. Anyway, this is a very famous guitar. Kirk Hammett brings this thing out on tour with Metallica and plays it live with Metallica, which is incredible. It's really a great thing to see 
when when he does this. So um, because of all the lore around this guitar, it sounds like give the Gibson Custom Shop boys got together with Kirk and have created a recreation of this famous greeny for 59 Gibson Les Paul. So this thing has just been announced. I think like this week it was announced that they have they're releasing yep. it. I think they said that there's going to be very very limited edition. Very limited. Yep. yep. It's not not a not a lot of and these there's things. No, but at the for the price tag, you can anticipate this thing to be. What is the? Did, did they announce did they the announce price? Yet? I, that's what I'm trying to Google here. No, I don't. But you can only imagine that this is going to be a pretty hefty price tag, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean I think not going to be yeah. a. There'll, there'll be a big demand, but I, I think a limited release will do. Just I think this is easily a five a figure guitar from the Gibson the Gibson Custom Shop. Um, oh, you think so? So maybe like a twelve. I think this is. Yeah, I think this is. A, range, I think this is. Or you think bigger? No, I think this could be bigger because it's such a legendary thing. I think this could be like a like a third. Yeah, but it's a re. This is a yeah 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 really yeah. Okay. But it's like a, it's a like an exacting. Re- I mean, so it's it's a, an exacting recreation and. Gibson's been known to to ask big big bucks for this type of thing, so um, I'm trying to see if they have it anywhere. I'm trying to Google if they came up with this. Um, no, I don't see it. I don't see it. Okay, I, I well, think this. Stay I think, tuned, I think folks. this is going to be a big big bucks guitar. Um, so. Yeah, let's see. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how many they release, and it'll be interesting to see the price tag. And it'll also be interesting to see if they sell, you know, because do does and of course there are collectors out there and there are people that know the story about this guitar, but are there going to be is there going to be enough demand? Now it yeah. they, you didn't you haven't read anything about how many they're releasing, right? Just limited. Uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh... Because depending on how many they're going to release, do you think it would be? It's they're gonna sell out. Oh yeah, these things will sell out. I guess it's these gonna, things will sell out before. But it's gonna depend on how many they release. The, the, right? This it's just like when Slash releases a guitar. The, 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 this thing is gonna sell out. You're not gonna be able to get one of these things. Like these things are probably already not that I got These things one. are probably already sold right now. If I'm honest, um, I think I, don't I think, think I think collectors are calling up their deals and saying, "How are you getting one? I want one. Here's my deposit. Just give it whatever it costs. I want one. I guarantee you that's what's." gonna happen with these guitars uh let me just see if i okay. yeah it has murphy lab aging of course it does yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know they're doing custom greeny humbuckers alnico 2 humbuckers of course they're winding their own pickups for this um certificate certificate of authenticity with a signed photo of kirk hammett a black leather strap. Oh, well, and that's a special, worth, what, thirteen thousand yeah, dollars yeah, right special Picton. Um, oh, Gibson hasn't. It's not has, an Altoid. They haven't announced the the price tag, and um, uh, well, stay tuned, folks, because we will let you know if you keep listening each and oh, every Brazil- week to this podcast. We will. let it's you It's going to be Brazilian rosewood fretboard that automatically makes it a. F- Ooh, beautiful. That, on- that automatically yeah, makes a it a five figure. That's it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yep, there you exacting, go. Exacting, exacting replica. Um, is what they're saying. Um, doesn't say how many they're really. Oh, it says says right here, limited to. You found listen it. to this, limited to fifty units, five zero. Oh, yeah, those are gone. <laughs> Done. You're this right. This could be a thirty thousand dollar guitar. That yeah. This could be a thirty thousand dollar <laughs> guitar. You're right at that price. So that'll be interesting to follow. Let's uh, let's uh, let's catch up next week, and we'll, we'll we will let you know because this is an interesting story it to really follow. Is. I really do. Uh, I find it very intriguing. It's very intri- it's very um, there's a lot of intrigue. 
A lot of intrigue. Yes. Not a lot of intrigue hits this next gear topic we'd like to bring up and, and round out the podcast this week um, is the uh, Adam Jones V. Yeah, so... What do you think, Matt? I know we talked about this thing. You are not a massive fan no. of the headstock. So Adam Jones, let's give you a little bit of background. Yeah, a so little Adam background. Jones, Adam Jones, guitar tip, guitar player tool. tool. He he's released as they they released a. Um, did they do an Epiphone version? Yes, too? they've done an Epiphone version recently. So right. so Adam Jones basically in Gibson tore up the guitar world a few years ago by releasing an. Um, a silver burst custom shop, Adam Jones signature, and everybody went berserko over this thing. Um, a silver burst. I think be- you should have gotten before one. they released this guitar. Because you're a huge silver burst. Before fan. they release, well, this is, I'm I'm really kicking myself, Dave, because before they released this guitar, the silver burst custom Les Pauls were selling at a discount. Uh, you know, compared to other custom, we compared to the blacks. Um, the, like right. the pure black ones, like the black beauties compared to, you know, white yep. ones, um, the, the silver burst was, was selling at a discount. Like you could get a, you could, you know, let, let's say at the time there was a, there was a, um, a, a black beauty Gibson custom that was selling at, um, you know, probably a used one at the time was around 35, uh, 400, 4,000. You could probably get a silver burst around the three range. Um, back in the day, I'm saying back in the day, like literally like before Gibson released this, this, this Les Paul. Now any custom silver burst Les Paul is going for crazy money, like 5k, like just a run of the mill custom, nothing super special. You should be kicking yourself. Dave, I remember when you bought, like around the time you bought your Les Paul, the guitar center, the guitar center in Boston had one for like 35, you, a beautiful used one for like 3,500. And and I was yep. looking at and it and I was like, that's a little bit too much money for me. I should have, you know, hindsight twenty twenty, I should have jumped on that. Could turn around and for like five grand right now. So um, so there you go. Yep. So there you go, guys. So anyway, now they're gonna now they're putting out now now they're doing a um a, a V. They're doing a V with and- a silver burst V with a similar aesthetic as the other thing. However, the thing the oh, thing yeah. there's one yeah, there's one ahead. really specific piece that Adam Jones has asked for, which is this wacky ass headstock from but from the But it's not Gibson that wacky Futura. because they did they this is not this is yeah, exactly. This is not a brand new this is not a brand new design, folks. Uh, now it, if you look at it the you know, everybody's going to have this immediate thought that's going to enter their head and when you see it, you don't you, I don't need to tell you what that what that four-letter word is going to be. However, it, this 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 headstock did exist in the Gibson lineup a long yes, time ago. Yeah, it, it looks terrible. So, but you know, maybe you guys are into I like it. Dave it. likes it. I think it looks terrible. I like. But it. it's a really cool V. It's basically got the silver burst custom treatment, but like it has like a kind of like a very. Um, like a rim burst, um, silver yes. burst. I, I, that I, it I looks think it's cool. So it, cool. The, the paint job on it, it looks damn cool. It's so and it's got cool. the white binding, which you would expect on a custom. It, it just, it just looks great. And, um, I'm not a V fan ways. at all. I have never been interested in buying a V. I love, I love the way this thing looks. I could, I could see myself being interested in buying something. You like look that. at it and you're like, this thing looks damn cool. Then you're like, you kind of like so scroll cool. up to the headstock and you're like, oh my God. So like anyway, it. It, it's, it's you know we talked to it the other day. We texted back and forth, and it kind of since then it's grown on me again. <laughs> I like. You have to get one, Dave. You I like it. One. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Talk yeah, to my wife. Oh, here, here, here's yeah. another update. I'm talking to an amazing local luthier and 
and um, what am I talking about? Pickup winder, who's gonna wind Lex who's, who's gonna wind me some pickups for my classic vibe telly. Oh yeah, this guy. His name is Black Cat. Guitars. I'm excited about this. Yeah, Black Cat Guitars. I'm excited. Check him out. Um, it was recommended by a member here on our Facebook yep, group our Facebook and a listener group. of the pod. And um, you know, I'm just I'm gonna we're gonna talk and you know we're gonna see how this goes. So stay tuned. All right. So when can we expect these I don't pickups? Know. Just give me a few weeks here. A couple weeks depends how okay. fast he can wind. Right. He's got he's gonna wind these things from scratch. I hear he's really wound yeah, tight. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell him, don't wind yeah. it too tight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, we look forward to that, man, because I, I think that's going to sound, those. I'm sure those are going to sound incredible. Well, we'll see. I mean, I think they uh, will. So yeah. I'm excited. So there we go. Yeah. All right. What do we think? Should we get out of here? Are we done? Yeah, let's get out of here, folks. Well, uh, again, thank you to to our listeners who uh, tune in each and every single week. We uh, We do drop episodes every single week, so don't forget to catch us wherever you stream us. And uh, find us on Instagram at Guitar Dad's Podcast. Uh, come join us on our Facebook group. No questions yes. asked at Guitar Dad's Podcast over there as well. And um, like I said before, please don't forget to leave a review. Uh, you know, uh, rate us, all that kind of stuff. Uh, subscribe, notification bell, all that. You know, like and you, subscribe. You guys know the drill. Like and subscribe. That really helps us out. And it helps us bring great content like last week's episode. Uh, we we had, as we said earlier, when we started the show, Taylor Hughes, uh, a, a great up-and-coming star out of, out of Nashville. Go check her out and go check out that episode. We had a lot of fun. Anyway, I think for now, that was this week's Guitar Dads podcast. Keep rock alive. Catch you guys on the flip.